All right, we're good. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cointel Bros. I am one of your hosts, Sun, um, joined by, joined with my co-host, Zero. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Atlantis. Um, this is going to be a fun one. It's going to be less sad, maybe to get everyone's mind off of what's going on mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this will be fun. We're going to go through like the origins and what exactly people are looking for in Atlantis. Um, you know, why why the search is um, supposedly still going on and all the, all the goodies to come. Yeah. Yeah. So Atlantis... Um, is probably the most famous of the ancient lands that are no longer around. That's a common theory with a lot of conspiracy stuff or like pseudo history and and all that. There's always like sunken cities, lost cities, lost empires. Atlantis is probably the most known, the most famous, the one that is used most frequently in a lot of art and literature. Um, There have been countless books and movies and, and, and stuff like that dedicated to Atlantis over the years. Um, yeah, I would be surprised if anyone hadn't heard of Atlantis. So we're not going to really get into a lot of the very, very basics of it because I, I don't know. I feel like that'd be a waste of time. Everyone knows that it's a fucking Island that sunk, right? Um, so Atlantis, meaning Island of Atlas is a fictional Island mentioned in an allegory on the hubris of nations in some of Plato's works where it represents an antagonist rival power that besieges ancient Athens, um, which, you know, Plato viewed as the ideal state. Um, Plato is the first Western account of Atlantis, um, Again, the idea of a sunken continent, a lost city out in the ocean, all that stuff is not um, specific to white people, to Western Europe and stuff. But a lot of it got folded into Atlantis. It got folded into the um, the idea of of Atlantis. So basically anytime that there's a sunken city talked about or a city out in the ocean, it sort of got folded into the Atlantean myth. Although there are, um, there were before then a lot of, a lot of different accounts of, of things like this. Um, it is very highly debated if it is, was real or not is real or not in Plato's original work. It is supposed to be like this superpower rivaling his, utopian vision and it's supposed to be mainly allegorical one of the the main arguments is that it's completely fictitious it's completely allegorical um it was placed somewhere where no one could go and find it in order for it not to be somewhere that needed to be like referenced physically but more so mentally or uh, educationally or whatever the fuck um there are however a lot of people who think that plato took the idea of Atlantis from pre-existing stories, either fictional or non-fictional. There are a lot of different places over the years that have been identified as either Atlantis or the, um, the motivation for his creation, the, uh, what, what he based Atlantis off of Um, Mm -hmm. part of his description, the original description places Atlantis to the West of the um the Strait of Gibraltar. Um, I forget what they were called, the, the something of Hercules. Um, but it, it essentially mm-hmm. is the the Strait of Gibraltar, saying that it's outside of the Mediterranean Sea. Um there are people who But that it like stretches, right? There are like accounts that it like stretches from continent to continent. Yeah. Because yeah. it in itself it was like a continent. It was like huge. Yeah. The part of the description is that it was like the size of fucking Africa or it was like the size of fucking <laughs> Liberia. Like it was Right. You know, and the size is debated pretty, uh, pretty heavily depending on, you know, what translation of who's whatever you, you really read. Um, but in terms of the general location, it was originally placed to the west of the Strait of Gibraltar, making it off the coast of Africa and Europe. Um, that's kind of the more popular 
location for it. Although a lot of people think that it might have been somewhere in the Mediterranean. Um, and yeah. then later on, people theorized that it was in like the northern Atlantic um, up around like northern Europe, like near England and stuff like that. <laughs> Basically, any island nation that gets discovered or rises to power um, gets compared to Atlantis at some point or another. Um, it just happens all the fucking time. Um, so, yeah, people who think that Atlantis was real either think that he stole it directly from the Egyptians or it was uh, a combination of a bunch of different like Egyptian myths or Greco-Roman stuff going on at that time. No one really knows for sure. People are really, really divided over whether it's real or not. And if it is real, where the fuck it is. Um, a lot of people take a lot of time um, looking in the Mediterranean specifically for it or right outside of the Mediterranean, like the Canary Islands and stuff like that have been theorized. Like basically anywhere you can imagine at some point, people thought that was Atlantis. Any, anything right. with the new world. Yeah, and they and they thought this um, because of the creatures that were being uncovered, so like giants or supposed Anunnaki or Nephilim, as well as like these blue stones. Like there were these blue stones that were popping up everywhere in sites that people were claiming to be Atlantis. And one of these, like in particular, really caught my attention, and it was in Tara, which is like the um, the root word for Torah. Um, and there's this place called the Hill of Tara over in like Ireland. And a lot of the artifacts that were uncovered predate the Sumerians by like thousands of years. And, um, a lot of people think that like this was the place because a lot of Atlantis stories you see, especially when you tie them to like Hopi legends, they always speak of like these blue stones, um, that harness the power of the sun in order to, um, like mobilize and animate rocks or animate um, different nature elements to have them do your will. So like, I don't know, we can get into entertainment later, but similar to the machines in Atlantis, the, the Pixar movie. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting about Ireland because they always have some like, I don't know, crazy ancient beginning in my opinion. Yeah. A lot of the greater British Isles get brought up a lot. Um, with their importance in a lot of conspiracies, like they tie a lot with the Templar stuff and they get brought mm -hmm. up in this stuff too. So, you know, like I said, anytime that there's like an island that people discover, people think that there's like ancient cultures on it. Um, Atlantis uh, typically gets brought up. So uh, Plato f talks about um, Atlantis in two of his works. One is the, the Tim Timaeus. I don't, I never took like Latin, so I don't know if I said that correctly. T I M A E U S. And that's the one where he kind of mm -hmm. does like a lot of the broad strokes, like describing it as like an empire in the ocean that was rivaling ancient Athens and they were the bad guys and they were super strong and blah, blah, blah. And they were the complete opposite of this ancient Athens that Plato thought was the shit. And so they were like these, the bad guys who were basically like controlling the waters out in Atlantis. Um, when you get to the second work that Plato references, uh, Atlantis in the Critias, C-R-I-T-I-A-S. Again, sorry, I don't didn't take Latin. That's when we get into a lot of the more mystical and metaphysical stuff, which arguably is more influential in Atlantean thought than the boring material physical stuff. So this is where we really get into... Um, this idea that there was an island nation out there that, um, was populated and Poseidon fell in love with a woman and had a bunch of kids and that was the seat of his kingdom. And he gave all of his kids this, you know, this perfect island out there. And the way that it was sort of shaped is it's three consent, it's, two concentric circles of land encasing two concentric circles of water. And then in the middle is a circular Island and there's mountains and they had abundant resources. And it was like this people, when they describe it, it's, it's either like a utopia or a dystopia, but the popular mm -hmm. idea is that it was this perfect place out, out in the middle of water. Um, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so through that work, we get the foundation for this idea that um, the gods or off-world beings mated with humans in this area. That ties in a lot with like the... Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I like to talk about the mythology when it comes to Atlantis, but like the reason they did that was so that they could create like demigods mm-hmm. um, and that they would have like rulers here on earth. And then like, we'll get into bloodlines in its own topic, but that's kind of like a lot of people think that's like where one of the bloodlines or root races originated from. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it gets established that the gods mingled with humans on this island and that's kind of why they were so special. Um, some people think that the Atlanteans were the precursors to basically everything, but also specifically mm-hmm. the Egyptians and, and stuff like that. Um, and then this island nation flourished for a really long time and then it eventually sank. And the reason for its sinking is hotly debated. Some people think that it was like as punishment for their hubris or for their selfishness and was, you know, done by the gods themselves. They, they, they sunk the Island. They had flooding. Um, some people Mm. think that it was just a natural disaster, like an earthquake or a flood. Um, the flood, the, the deluge, um, also comes into a lot of Christian authors think that it Mm -hmm. was destroyed during, you know, the Noah's flood. Mm-hmm. Um, some people think that they were so advanced that they ended up blowing themselves up like with nukes or like through advanced war. Um, a lot of new age people who get involved with this, like the Edgar Casey crowd and like some theosophists and stuff think that they destroyed themselves through like psychic and, and magical means because they were so advanced. They had like powers, but either way, uh, any way you cut it, um, the Island, it disappeared and it sunk and you can no longer find it. Um, yeah, that really, I mean, like I said, like, I feel like everybody kind of already knows the nuts and bolts of the basic history of Atlantis. Mm -hmm. Um, but go ahead. No, I was going to say like, I guess the reason we're bringing it up though, cause like, I don't know. Yes. People know about it, but I, I think that, um, that the idea of there being gold or some type of technology or crystal or whatever that ran their city that's kind of like what were these stories are after so people have heard um you know atlantis it's this underwater city it's this um city from long ago but i think like the reason i wanted to talk about it was because there's this sense of enlightenment that you see coming from there and it's always kind of covered up we always see it in entertainment as like um this this Garden of Eden, so to speak, and the three concentric or the three circles that you were um, explaining at the hill of Tara. That's what the hills were um, assembled to be, I guess. And um, back in that day, apples were replaced, like would replace those three circles. So a lot of people have thought like three apples represent, you know, the 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 sinful apple eaten from like the tree of life or the tree of knowledge mm-hmm. um but i don't know this one was just like an interesting one to see the history of because you're right because atlantis its basis is pretty well known and pretty well established to everyone um but i think like the bigger question is why that would be why would atlantis be something um that humans i don't know are told and taught to think about, especially like in Atlantis, the movie or El Dorado or any of these hidden city type stories. I feel like there's a lot more truth than meets the eye, you know? Yeah. Um, so when we get a little further along, once we get towards like the age of exploration, um, one of the big motivations for exploring the ocean, for exploring the Atlantic Ocean, was to try and find Atlantis or to try and find remnants of of Atlantis. Um, so, like I kind of mentioned, anytime they started to discover islands, especially islands that had people on them, the first thought was that this was either Atlantis or were remnants of Atlantean culture and that stretches the whole way over to the new world where even you have people like Francis Bacon claiming that mm-hmm. the new world is Atlantis or the new world project would be the new Atlantis and things like that. Um, yep. 
you will always have the idea of a utopia somewhere, why, uh, whether it's in the clouds and it's heaven or it is Atlantis or it is uh, somewhere in the hollow earth. It, you know, there's there's mm-hmm. always this utopian place that is inaccessible, but they're so advanced. They've separated themselves from from society. They serve as a goal for our progression but it's somewhere in the past and if we find it then we will find enlightenment and we will find you know truths that we can't access so that's why it's always been an important part of human culture um and it just sort of was given this name of of atlantis um but then once we really get into the new world uh, north and south america that's when a lot of the atlantis stuff really started to kick back up again because the settlers and the explorers from Europe could not rationalize an advanced culture being this far away from them and not being white people. And so through that, um, a lot of these theories started that um, Atlantis was real and when it sunk, some of the people went to Egypt and then some of the other people went to Central America or went to North America and they are the precursors for native culture and native religions. And this sort of kicked back up this um, artistic resurgence, at least in theorizing and studying um, the uh, diffusion of culture based off of an ancient seafaring one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I guess, like, I believe in a lot of the um, history surrounding it, but I definitely think that there's a lot more power behind the city of Atlantis. I don't know. Why do you believe? um, I guess I just, like, from what you're talking about going into entertainment and, like, why it would be to kids do you know what I mean like this story of because the blue stones specifically when mentioned with Atlantis um they like match the blue stone mythology from a lot of other legends around the world uh, which makes me believe that it's like very much real (laughs) so I guess all of my notes are based on like this thinking that it is already a fact and like a factual place or at least like metaphysically a factual place Mm mm-hmm I mean, go into that then, you know? Yeah, okay. So the Hopi legend, um, which is, I don't know, probably one of the most popular legends because it's so similar across the world, is talking about a blue uh, star or a blue stone um, and a red star or a red stone. And these dolls are meant to signify kind of the end of an age or the end of the world, so to speak. And the blue stone is meant to harness the power of the sun, uh, harness the power of light more specifically. And uh, with this power, it's been told, and I'm going to keep mentioning like Ireland or Aryland, which means like enlightened one or um, noble, like nobility. Um, and how these two cultures that are so far from each other, at least in the map that we're taught um, in a physical sense, have kind of like the same conclusion. And um, Atlantis, there are a lot of myths that say that it is, you know, the same place as El Dorado, or it had like a similar feel in, in the terms of there being gold there or there being some type of treasure. And in the Hopi legend, it kind of mentions this and it mentions, you know, man falling from material or like the matrix or the Maya or the dream and not being able to wake up. And that's kind of like what we're seeing, at least I think right now, because they mention the age of the fish um, and the age of Aquarius. And if you look at like Anunnaki, um, the N-U-N actually means fish. And I don't know, there's just like a lot end of the world type stories, uh, traditional stories that are found in this Atlantis myth, which I don't think is a myth. Um, If you look at what people are harvesting, you know, our currency is supposedly 
uh, you know, reliant on gold, physical gold nuggets. But if we look it, if we look at it at, at, like from an alchemical standpoint, that is kind of your your end goal is to receive gold. Um, and if like we know what we know, going through all this fringe talk, we're kind of seeing a very quickened like alchemical process going on. I don't know how else to say it other than like saying it what it is or like how I see it. And the Hopi legend kind of it details um, what's going on right now. You know, people need to go back to the land, go back to the old ways. Um, I don't know. There's just like a lot of there are a lot of tie-ins with Atlantis and the Hopi legend and the end of the world and the enlightened ones kind of coming from this city of Atlantis and how the gods, you know, mated Poseidon specifically mated with the humans to create like root races or to create slave races and then would leave enlightenment to another race. And, um, it's difficult to talk about Atlantis without speaking about Aryans and not the misrepresented Aryan like race, but the Aryan like root race. And we did talk about this in a previous episode. Um, but yeah, I guess to me on a metaphysical standpoint, Atlantis is kind of in your mind. That's why when people say like you're uh, going into like a gold mine, um, that mine is like meant to be your own mind. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's like too stone talk for me, but like, I just, this stuff just like really clicked with me and I don't know why this specifically, but this, especially with what's going on right now, I think that we're seeing people being toyed with, um, their psychologically and emotionally from a higher place in government. And I think the reason for that is for control. So you know, going back to previous um, episodes, we were talking about like NASA and different technology that they would have in order to uncover, I don't know, uncover parts of the world or create an earthquake here to do whatever they say they are. But um, I mean, let's say that these blue stones were physically factual, then you would be able to kind of con have control of AI or to have the knowledge and the gnosis and the know-how to create this technology. You know, I feel like I'm back in 1500 BC and I'm like a crazy nut job for thinking this, but because I believe that timelines are not linear and that you can kind of alter the past with your present, um, Atlantis is a lot bigger than just like this place on a map in order to trick people or this like physical spot on a map, um, like mythologically to create a tale. Like, I don't know. There, I don't know. There's just like a lot more to it, I believe. And I think that people are using one, this story to make people feel less than, but two, using, um, ancient technology and, and knowledge to, manipulate masses into thinking that there's an ongoing mystery when like the truth of the world or like the secret of the universe is like, it's just inside of you. Do you know, you know what I'm saying? Zero. <laughs> Do I sound crazy? How crazy level one to 10? No, you're good. Um, yeah, no, that, that is some real shit with all that. Um, but then if we move on a little bit with the history of like Atlantis and like human culture or whatever, um, you brought up, uh, theosophy and um, their use of this as a as a root race. We talked about them in a previous episode, um, but basically they used the idea of the Atlantean people as one of their many root races. That was the precursor to the Aryan root race, um, and they they treated the Atlanteans different than most people before them because they didn't view them as this utopian. A precursor that we whose grace we fell from but instead view them as like a more primitive psychic version of ourselves um, less material and and things like that um then stemming from the theosophical view of the atlantean you know and the people from atlantis um we get the tie-in with the nazis um and around that time you know in the 20s 30s 40s um, a lot of the lost civilization 
talk was very, 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 very popular. Um, this was during a very big part of world history where there was a lot of colonialism going on, a lot of exploration stuff was winding down. Most exploration was for the express goal of finding riches. So there was always the El Dorado. There's always a lost city of gold, that kind of stuff that people are trying to find in different continents. There's always the rumors of like ancient temples that needed to be sacked, blah, blah, blah. Atlantis is always one of, if not the crown jewels. Atlantis and Shambhala uh, are always the two big crown jewels of European-based exploration. Then when you get into the new world, it's it's going to be El Dorado. All very similar things um, from a psychic standpoint. They are the same thing, you know. So the Nazis took a lot of the pre-existing Atlantean lore and myths and did what they do best, which is suit it to their own narrative and their own needs. So they turned a lot of the Atlantean stuff into Hyperborean stuff. Mm -hmm. They moved Atlantis up north justified their exploration of the North Pole and all those northern islands and then created sort of their own mythology around who they call the Hyperboreans being, um, you know, super tall, super gorgeous, super smart white people who mated with gods. They were demigods. Um, they were the precursor for human civilization. They had a direct link to the Aryan in the sense um and their sense of the Aryan being the German people, one of their goals was to reconnect with these forefathers of theirs in order to basically claim the throne um, that they that they thought was rightfully theirs. Um, yeah, so the, the Atlantean story has been motivation for a lot of crazy shit, um, and it. it, it it is an interesting tale because it really does mean something different to every single person who hears it. Cause you can look at it very metaphysically or you could look at it very materially. Um, and you had brought up the Hollywood stuff and it is very interesting because there was the kids movie is called Atlantis and there were actually like at least one sequel. I think there were two sequels, but it is interesting how the idea of Atlantis gets, you like they wanted little kids to know about it. You know what I mean? They wanted it to be part of your psyche and your understanding of the world growing up. And, um, if it was this place of mystery and magic and there were advanced technologies and stuff like that, um, it's, it's just interesting how it's in the back of all of our minds and how none of us really actively think about it. But when you hear about Atlantis, everyone's like familiar with it and they're like, Oh yeah, that, that place that was super advanced long ago and then it, you know, it got destroyed. Like, that's cool, I guess. Anyway, you know. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean is like, like, why? why? <laughs> I guess I keep bringing that up because I want people to kind of question that. Like, this is less for me a retelling of Atlantis story and more of like a, hey, listeners, you know, why in the world? Because if we go back to previous episodes, we kind of break down why entertainment would want to condition and or precondition, I guess, us to these huge topics and kind of minimalize them and turn them into just entertainment. Like, oh, it's just something that would bring you an hour and a half of some goofs, some laughs. Haha. <laughs> like, there's so much more to that. Um and if, yeah, you're right. You could look at it as a physical or a material and being like, yeah, it's this historical place. It was forgotten and it's important for kids to know about that. And we put it into kid terms so they can comprehend it. Um, but then like, let's look at Disney and Pixar. And I only go on this side tangent because we'll go way deeper into Hollywood and Disney and Pixar and blah, blah, blah um, in, in a later episode. But um, why they would be receiving, you know, upwards of $300 billion a year in revenues and want to, um, want to implement these stories, especially looking at the history of Disney and them having worked with Werner von Braun and other Nazis to push films. Specifically, there were three in 1943 that, and two of them got nominated <laughs> for some award. And I don't know, that should make people definitely question a lot about magic and practices and entertainment and um, how it could be used to manipulate and control masses. 
yeah, just weird, weird stuff. Yeah, no, it is. Um, yeah. And so that, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of different things that you can really go into with, with Atlantis stuff. Um, all of it's pretty important. Uh, when you're looking at it like through an occult lens or if you want to look at it through like a hidden history type of thing. But there are very few conspiracy avenues that you will go down that won't reference Atlantis at some point or another. Um, a big one that you will always find is that they were too advanced for their own good and they mm-hmm. blew themselves up, right? Mm-hmm. And so they are normally like this lesson to be taught about like man trying to be like gods or mm-hmm. the dangers of art, scientific advancement, things like that. I think that that's the mm-hmm. most interesting from like the material point of view. If we're looking at Atlantis as a physical location full of super advanced humans who were given either advanced technology or or developed advanced technology and were completely isolated and then blew themselves up or they had a war that blew themselves up. I think that's out of all those, that's the most interesting way to look at it. Um, and then obviously if you want to get into like some of the magical stuff or, or some of the more out there stuff, um, I think that the idea that the gods punished the Atlanteans by sinking their continent or, and then like the priesthood was forced to escape and they were the precursors for like the, the Olmecs and the Egyptians and the, um, the Indo-European like priesthood and stuff is, is a very interesting way to look at it with them being like the precursor of human civilization as we know it. Um, and I think that there is some validity to that. Um, if you look at the similarity between human religions and human religious architecture, like uh, pyramids are obviously like the very obvious one. And just like the uh, the general themes that we find cross-culturally. Snake worship being mm-hmm. like the big one. Yeah. Yeah. All of that stuff. Um, Atlantis serves as a linchpin in a lot of that, honestly, um, because you can tie the theory of Atlantis into the idea of, um, you know, all this stuff being spread around the world. So it all started in Atlantis. And then when that shit was about to go belly up, everybody fucking dipped out, you know, and then they Mm -hmm. had their own colonies or their own missionaries that traveled the world and then started all these different, all these different civilizations, all these different cultures. Um, and not only like using Poseidon, as the deity that was represented in Atlantean culture, like you had brought up, um, the Enki or Enlil, like a lot of like just using Poseidon as the God that was uh, interacting with the Atlanteans is just because that's one that's very familiar to a lot of people. But, um, like Zacharias Sitchin and and stuff like that, like they have tied in like the uh, Mesopotamian gods with the same type of thing. Um, and it, it, again, like it's, it's, it's very interesting to look at how the idea of Atlantis really ties into like every culture, mm-hmm. you know, you're always going to find a utopian place that was destroyed by a flood or was destroyed by the gods or destroyed by something. And then the, yeah. fr- the fragments of their advanced civilization were passed down and that's what we've based all of our shit off of, you know? Yeah. That's literally the beginning of the Atlantis movie. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that movie at all? Yeah, so it it starts off as you know a back a backflash. Is what it's called? Flashback. What am I saying? Backflash. <laughs> um, to this time where this city was striving. It was you know uh, beautiful. There were blue stones everywhere, and there was always like this crystal that powered their technology. But um, it was destroyed. And there was, you know, some remnants left behind. And then many, many, many years later, there's a group of these independent, you know, scientists and journalists. And there's always the military involved somehow in some Disney movie. Um, but yeah, that's like how it, how it goes. Is There was like a cataclysmic event. Uh, years later, it was undiscovered. Oh, look at all the myths. They're correct. Um, let's get a big payout kind of deal. I don't know. Yeah. 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 No, I mean it. Yeah. Do you have any other stuff you wanted to bring up 
that wasn't just like based on the general history that I've been sort of harping um, on? Um, I, I have more of just like the metaphysical interests. Yeah, go um, for it, dude. Because I'm kind of out of all the history <laughs> stuff. Like I kind of went through it all. You know. Yeah, well, yeah, and you touched on yeah a lot of the stuff that like what most people know about it, right? So like, I was kind of looking at the Sumerians and the Egyptians and um how the Sumerians had that story of like, well, it was destroyed because of their sin. And I think Mm -hmm. their ultimate sin is, yeah, believing that they could be lesser or above another being that was them. And um, going back to like what we were discussing, there's a lot of research now. And when I say now, I mean like in the 19th, 20th century of um, metaphysical research funded by the CIA and other big name organizations. And a lot of their scientists have come to this quantum mechanic conclusion that everything is kind of a reflection of, of one another. So your mind kind of being your reality um, type, type spiel. And if we apply this um, school of thinking to Atlantis, then we could see that, okay, we have this group of really enlightened magical beings that kind of thought they could become better than one another. And I guess I keep tying that into what's going on right now. Or really when you see any type of big, crazy event that kind of seems orchestrated to the point that it's just like silliness. Um, that's kind of what I think about. It's like, man, I bet you people collectively are kind of going through this, um, this mass shed right now. Um, I know that we talk a lot about like the age of Aquarius and how the age of Pisces, I think I said something about fish and Aquarius. I meant to say, um, age of Pisces, not age of Aquarius, but we're seeing an old power fall. We're seeing, um, a lot of these pagan stories that uphold Christianity fall. And, um, oh, says poor connection. Never mind. And, I don't know. I kind of see this story <laughs> as a reflection of our current timeline. Um, I'm not really someone who's like, oh, yeah, facts and history. Like, that's kind of DJ Z's uh, thing. And I'm more like, okay, there's a reason for everything. Everything is a mirror of like my soul. Um, everything's kind of a reflection. This like inner world, outer world type of thinking. Um, and that's kind of what Atlantis is, because if you have these group of people, specifically explorers and excavators who are like, let me go tear up this ancient land for gnosis and gold, you know, some type of jewel or some type of like anything, anything that's like priceless. Right. But what's more priceless than than power, ultimate power? What is uh, more priceless than having unlimited gnosis or knowledge And like, I don't think there is, and I don't know. I think that's what Atlantis kind of shows us is like, there were these people and they were looking for something that they shouldn't have been looking for. And now y'all are cursed (laughs) as a humanity. I think that somewhere hidden in Atlantis or in El Dorado or any of these hidden mythological cities, the true um, jewel that they seek and either ultimately find destroy, covet, whatever, is the power to control masses, the power to control the sun, um, the soul, right? Um, Everyone's inner light. And I guess that's why you see a lot of connections with Disney and Pixar. And and, um, they have a lot of very, very odd um, in your face connections with esoteric symbols, specifically sun and snake worship. and so it just makes you think like, hmm, I wonder if I was brainwashed since I was a kid to have loyalty to something that doesn't really give a shit about me. And that's what Atlantis makes <laughs> me feel. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, that's funny. No, I mean, I get you. I, I, I agree with that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Atlantis was um one of the first, like weird topics that I got into as a kid, you know, it's, it's a very accessible kind of, uh, Mm -hmm. conspiratorial thing. So, you know, if you're, if you're into history stuff as a child or you're into, you know, whatever, and you hear about Atlantis and it's this very magical and 
Um, it's like a good bedtime story. And I think that that is probably the main reason why it has stuck around for so long. I think that's the reason why it is everyone's sort of go-to whenever they think of something advanced that had fallen, mm-hmm. you know, is it's a very romantic topic. It's a very, um, it's very easily adjusted to fit your worldview. You can mm-hmm. use it to justify a lot of things or to explain a lot of things. Um, so if you believe in aliens, you could say that, you know, Atlantis was a place where the aliens gave them tech. If you believe in, you know, gods and stuff like that, then you have your, uh, the commingling of humans and gods right there. If you believe in, you know, the cultural diffusion coming from a central point, you have that right there as like it, it checks off any box that you want it to. Right. Right. And yeah. then if you want to get in your lane and make it have really be like a metaphor for inner light and, and finding things within yourself that the human race has lost over time. And so we're constantly trying to find Eldorado or Atlantis by trying to search within ourselves to find the inner gold within us and the way to connect to higher forms of, of reason, higher vibrations that we have uh, lost access to. You know, all of those things can be explained through Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that that's why it is sort of the most known conspiracy or occult or weird type of thing, you know? And then, you know, there mm. are people who think that Atlantis was magical, is real. People know where it is and they're hiding it and hoarding its tech. That is also, right. you know, yeah, a big, like, if you want to make it like a nuts and bolts conspiratorial thing, either that people know that it was real and it blew itself up and they're hiding it or that it is still around. They found it and they're hiding it from, from the masses because this has been a thing that has been explored forever. Like the Smithsonian Institute was like all about it for a long ass time, like different scientific, like state run scientific, uh, you know, organizations from multiple nations have spent so much fucking time and money trying to find Atlantis. Exactly. Like they believe that it's real, you know, they believe that it is a real physical location where you will find relics and remnants of the past super race, you know, the Ubermensch, any of that kind of stuff. People believe that this shit is fucking real. And a lot of resources and time and effort has been put into locating it and trying to extract things from it. And they want to extract power and they want to extract knowledge. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, and that's one of the key motivators for a lot of, you know, like military stuff and like scientific stuff and, and human development in general is that we want knowledge and Atlantis is this really uh, romantic idea that there is knowledge out there that for some reason or another has been taken from us that we aren't allowed to have that was forbidden. It's the forbidden fruit. It's all this garden of Eden bullshit. Like it, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. all very similar. Like that's why you have these similar stories and all these different cultures. But for some reason, Atlantis was the one that stuck, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. really because of, how the world ended up really giving a shit about Eurocentrism and how everything's viewed through a Greco Roman lens. So, you know, we could be having the same exact conversation if, if, if decisions were made differently back in the day, Shambhala could be the thing that everyone's aware of or Eldorado is the thing that everyone's fucking aware of. But right. You know, in this timeline, it's Atlantis, but it all means the same stuff. It's all this, this expression of the almost the divine, this like ultimate, this utopian thing that was that we had, and then we lost and we're trying to gain it back. Um, And whether that means communion with otherworldly, whether that means mastering our physical self, mastering this reality, whatever, all of this stuff lies within Atlantis imagery. And, you know, the ideas there within and it's it's an interesting it's a very interesting topic and it's it's a very fun thing to get into from whatever direction you're coming at it from you know mm-hmm. yeah that's a good way to put it because like you can get into all the you know the casey stuff all of his 
sleep psychic bullshit that he was into and saying that everybody yeah. was fucking reincarnated Atlantean spirit. Like it's everywhere. Like you will not be able to find <laughs> an avenue of <laughs> occult or esoteric thinking that doesn't reference Atlantis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a very important idea. It's a it's theoretically a very important place. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No. So do you have anything else? All right. No, that was that was it. Yeah, this was a this was a difficult one to research because of all of the different avenues that could have been explored. So I kind of went to, towards the ones that resonated with me the most. Yeah, same here. I mean, this is one that is it's so vast and it's so all encompassing that it becomes hard to talk about the basics <laughs> of. Yeah. Because literally, it's it's everything in the, you know, in the fringe community in the occult or you know esoteric stuff like you can just go in any direction you want so like trying to define it in broad terms becomes difficult because you can't really say more than like oh yeah everyone fucks with it everyone kind of believes it and it can fit whatever narrative you want you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i guess this will be one that we can actually conclude with um what do you think is the uh (laughs) is the truth with atlantis like what 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 is atlantis to you you know. Atlantis is in my mind. Um, it's just a metaphor for, yeah, like you were saying, timelines that need to be recovered, uncovered. But what is it to you? I know that you spend a lot of time, you know, going into facts, but what is your opinion? I think I would like it to have been a real place. I think that that isn't out of the realm of possibility that it was a lost. It was either a, a an actual physical place that was destroyed um, that has been built up to be uh, this mythological place and has been um, given the importance that was put upon it, um, you know, or I think that honestly, I think that it's a runaway allegory i think that it's a myth and an allegory that caught on because people realized that they could use it to do anything they want with and it was a good story you know yeah um i wouldn't be surprised if it's based on a physical location or multiple physical locations and it ended up being something that we see a lot with history where you take 14 different myths and condense them into one. Like when we talked about solar mm-hmm. religion and stuff, like that's a lot of different shit that gets kind of mm-hmm. put into one topic or one figure to make it an easy, an easy story an easy uh, right. mythology. I think that that's what I would kind of put my money on is that it yeah. is a combination of myth and fact that yep. was, uh, you know, used to make probably one of the best stories. Um, yeah, and, Sally, really and, and stories like sell. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. And they control, yeah, because like religion can be based, religion is based on a bunch of stories. So, yeah, I think that everything yeah, that, that people, I think that everything that people attribute to Atlantis is real in its own right. I just don't think that it was mm-hmm. all the same place. Right, 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 right. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. I think that there were, uh, you know, advanced civilizations back in the day that destroyed themselves. Um, I think that there were places that had interaction with uh, extraterrestrial or extra dimensional beings um, Mm -hmm. that were later destroyed for whatever reasons, you know? Um, I think that there are lost civilizations. I think that there were uh, what we would call advanced things back in the day. Uh, and then during their decline, they sent out missionaries or colonizers who then colonized what we would call the ancient world. I think that all that's very likely and very plausible. Um, I don't think it is all of that is the same place, but I think that this is an amalgamation of all those different stories given one, one face. Right. You know, Mm. but in my theatrical brain, I would love it if there really was like a physical sunken city that we could find that has like space technology and crazy shit going on. And then we find energy crystals that give us the power to, you know, like that would be fucking dope. That's why I like this topic is because it can be a really fun science fiction story. Yeah. It potentially makes the world more interesting, you know? Do you think it's science fiction though? But that's what I'm saying is like the science fiction, like tropes can be found in a lot of this, you know what I mean? I get you. 
Word. Cool. Thank you for sharing. Thanks, everyone, for listening to me ramble about that. Um, this is a really fun one. We wanted to do this yeah. one so it was a break. Our episodes have been very serious and the world's very serious. So yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I think that's kind of why I've been out of it today, too, is just because of how crazy stuff has been. But this topic was a good a good break. Yeah. I, yeah. Hopefully this will be sort of the pattern as we do the more serious doom and gloom stuff. And then we break it up with some uh, <laughs> lighthearted stuff, because if not, it just gets real dark and real depressing real quick. Yeah, um, so yeah, sure. just as always, thank you so much for listening. Um, we've been getting some, an uptick in listeners and downloads, um, which we really appreciate. It means the world to us. Um, yeah. if you like the show, please, you know, rate us and subscribe. We don't have any advertising. All of our advertising legitimately depends upon our listeners telling their friends, telling people who mm -hmm. they think might like it. So please, if you like the show or you think someone else might like the show, please share. Please, please, please share it. Um, it means the yeah. world that we have any listeners in general. We have a Patreon um, where you can support the show. For $5 a month, we have an additional weekly episode called The After Potty, which is more loosey-goosey, more personal, you know. Um, we have a Discord chat where we would love to talk to anybody who would like to talk to us, you know. Um, so if you like what you hear, please engage with us further. Um, this is something mm -hmm. we really like to do and plan on doing uh, in the future and would love to, yeah. uh, you know, to involve other people. Yeah, reach out to us, guys. We'd love to hear from you. This is something that's, you know, been a dream of ours um, for a really long time. Mm -hmm. So it'd be really cool to uh, see what you guys think and incorporate you into the shows even more deeply than you just listen to us. So we thank you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. Shit's going crazy right now. So just, you know, take care of yourself and take care of the people you care about and mm -hmm. um, stay safe in whatever you're doing. Um, and we will talk to you next week. Yeah. Yeah. See y'all in the after party. Catch you at the Peace after party. Out. Bye. <laughs>